I know there's a desire for Netflix to get backlash for the Dave Chappelle series, but it isn't coming as long as Netflix actually holds and says, look, we believe that people are allowed to speak their minds here. We see this as valuable, and we're going to continue to let people like Dave Chappelle engage comedy series that everyone has everyone talking, has everyone talking about Netflix, that people like to watch, even the people who may not agree with them. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Here's the question. Did you drop Netflix because of Dave Chappelle, and could you explain in 30 seconds or less why? That's my question. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. That's the question. But there are people out there in the woke world who believe that what's going to happen is that Netflix is going to become a stigma brand. If that's the case, they will lose employees to their competitors. And then they'll hire other people. What are you talking about? A stigma brand. To whom? Let's use Nike as an example. Could we agree that Nike, for siding with somebody as despicable as Colin Kaepernick, is a stigma brand? The answer is we could. But as producer Ari pointed out better than anybody I've met, to whom? You may see Nike as siding with somebody who is awful. And I'll put forth to you, I think Colin Kaepernick is an awful cat. He's entitled to a position uh, to, to, to speak his mind. But this isn't a guy who's talking about police brutality. This is a guy who sides with communists. This is a guy who hates cops. He has cops, uh, cartoon cops as pigs on his socks. This is a hateful cat. And when you learn about his own family history... And uh, a mom who is white and a dad who is black. I believe that's how it goes. Um, you wonder where he, where he's actually coming from. Because it would seem that his life is different than what he's pushing. Now, what he's pushing could be a valuable conversation about how we do things in America and a need to examine those things, which I have no issue with. But when you decide that America is hateful, and bigoted. Again, I say to you, people who call America racist are, of course, wrong. It is pure ignorance. It is pure hate. It is disease-filled, as opposed to noting there may be issues or there may be racists in the nation. Racists exist. Anti-Semites exist in the nation. My gosh, we call some of them the squad. But the, the idea that the nation is built on this, that it's all it does, it's baked into the fabric. And just because I don't favor uh, equal outcomes doesn't make me a bigot. Let's not be silly. Now, as we said, there's a lot going on about Steve Bannon and, and the uh, contempt charges. And it's in front, of the, in front of the House. So the House is debating it. And I believe this is the representative from Pennsylvania right now talking about it. So I wanted to bring it up real quick. Of the, of the select committee subpoena on a private citizen. It is a, this is a very narrow legal issue. And what the courts have said is the courts have held that Congress has the power to secure information, and I quote, in order to legislate, end quote. 
So in other words, Congress's subpoena authority is valid only if it relates to the furtherance of a legitimate task of Congress. Now, according to the Select Committee's own press release, the committee is attempting to tell a story and to find out what happened that day. But the courts have already determined that that is not a valid legislative purpose. In the 1957 decision, Watkins versus the United States, the court held that Congress has, and I quote, no general authority to expose the private affairs of individuals without justification in terms of functions of Congress, end quote. Additionally, that, the court went on in that case to say Congress cannot investigate private citizens for, quote, the sake of exposure, end quote. So then what is the legislative purpose before us today? What's the legislative purpose of a subpoena on a private citizen, including 11 individuals who merely filed and were granted permits to exercise their First Amendment rights to assemble and to petition the government? This cannot be perceived as an investigation and still fit within the framework of case law. And again, let's be clear. The law is crystal clear here. If Congress does not have a legitimate legislative function, they simply cannot subpoena a private individual. So that's uh, Representative Ruskenthaler. He's out of Pennsylvania, who I believe was uh, a lawyer in the military, uh, making his case for why the select committee can't even subpoena Steve Bannon regarding what happened January 6th. They don't have the power to do it. That's his argument. I don't know if it's going to get him anywhere, but that's his argument. So Nike could very well be a, 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 a brand that people see as stigma because they support Colin Kaepernick. But Colin Kaepernick's fans don't see it that way. They see it as a plus. They see it as powerful, and they buy more of the Nike gear. So we saw the Nike price go down, the stock for a blip, and then boom, right back up. So the idea of stigma brand is somebody wants to explain it and try and push this idea that uh, Netflix will be a stigma brand because they allow Dave Chappelle in his special The Closer to make fun of transgender people, which isn't really what he did. But if you're not in full-on compliance with everything the transgender woke world tells you to be in compliance with, you are, of course, a bigot. And he's like, yeah, yeah, F that. This is the inner monologue going on right now as we speak in Dave Chappelle's head. F these people. That's basically what he's saying. Nike's a stigma brand to some. Netflix will be a stigma brand to some. But what's really happening here is that Netflix didn't fold. And that Netflix didn't fold has got the woke very upset because they're used to the fold. That's what you do. They get upset, you fold, they win next. And when you don't fold, they're like, whoa, 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 these guys aren't folding. Okay, we'll get a little louder. They're, they're still not folding? All right, full on screaming. So much so, they staged a walkout at Netflix. The, the, the transgender employees and those who support them. One guy showed up with a sign that says, I like Dave. He has himself a wooden stick. He's got the sign stapled to it. I like Dave. They ripped the sign out of his hand and destroyed it and physically pushed him back and tried to keep him from speaking. At one moment, there's one person, like, banging their fists together, their hands together in front of this guy's face. You would have thought it was a Native American against Nicholas Sandman. 
trying to stop him from speaking. He shouldn't be allowed a voice. He shouldn't be allowed a chance to speak. This is what the woke people believe. This is what the so-called decent people believe. These are the good people, according to them. But they'll never question whether or not they create a stigma to their own brand, which you and I both know they have done. Now, speaking of brands, let us be clear that Congressman Matt Gates has a brand. And as we all know, producer Ari loves him some Matt Gates. He's the worst person. Loves him some Matt Gates. Actually, Ari is trying to grow out the Matt Gates haircut right now. Some people call it the Rachel. Uh, uh, Ari likes the Gates. And he goes to the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives, and he says, uh, you know, thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak because, well... I thank the gentleman for yielding because I think someone may be trying to kill me, and if they are successful, I would like my constituents and my family to know who stopped their arrest. Madam Producer Ari, have you heard this? No. This is the floor of the United States House of Representatives where Matt Gates, Congressman Florida, is claiming someone's trying to kill him. I thank the gentleman for yielding because I think someone may be trying to kill me, and if they are successful, I would like my constituents and my family to know who stopped their arrest. Madam Speaker, on October 8th, 2021, a Twitter handle uh, styled CIA Bob is at your door tweeted to at Rep Matt Gates. I don't think I could play the rest. I'm not sure if he curses in here. I forget. I forget. Um... This is is interesting in that I've never understood the death threat. And you see them sometimes on social media. I have never, I have gotten threats of violence. I have gotten things that I could perceive as a threat. People playing in that world. Um, but I've never gotten the, 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 the full out, I'm going to come for your family. I, I've never gotten one of those. I find that the women in radio and, and, and in, in content get far more of those than the men. Far more of those. Because the people who send that stuff are, are, are cowards and they think that women are easier targets. That's, that's how it usually plays out. I think it's an interesting thing to, thing to bring to the floor of the House. If only because it does bring up the idea that we are, are very much losing the ability to engage. We're losing the ability to have a conversation in a rational way, or or it's already lost. I get that producer Ari doesn't like Matt Gates. Producer Ari doesn't think people should be sending death threats to Congressman Gates. There's the difference. There's the difference. He doesn't like the guy. He thinks the guy's a buffoon. He's got names for Matt Gates you've never heard of before. Doesn't think Matt Gates should be sent death threats. I don't like Ilhan Omar. I think she's bad on policy. I think she's an anti-Semite. I do not think Representative Ilhan Omar should be sent death threats. And I think that people who do should be put in jail. There's the difference. Civility is not about liking the other person. It's never been about that. Civility 
is about recognizing that the other person has rights even if you don't like them. That's where we need to be. And that is not where we are. Civility is letting people speak in the public square. Let me go back to this Merrick Garland conversation today, the Attorney General. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a whole bunch a little bit later because I, I want you to hear opening statements. I want you to hear some of the things, the back and forth. It's a, I always feel that you know I can bring it to you, but when we hear it together, we all know the basis from where we're coming from. So when others try to manipulate the language, we already know, ah, that ain't right. Well, Merrick Garland is asked about targeting parents uh, as domestic terrorists. First sentence of your memo, very first sentence, you said, in recent months there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, threats of violence. Yes. When did you first review the data showing this so-called disturbing uptick? So I read the letter, and we have been seeing over time threats. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask you. So you read the letter. That's, That's your source? So let me be clear, this is not a prosecution or an Is there some study, some effort, some investigation someone did that said there's been a disturbing uptick, or you just take the words of the National School Board Association? When the National School Board Association, which represents thousands of school boards and school board members, says that there are these kind of threats, when we read in the newspapers reports of threats of violence, when that is in the context of threats of violence, the source for this, for the very first line in your in your memo, time of the gentleman has expired. Was the school board time of the association letter expired, Mr. Deutsch? That was Gerald Nadler interrupting Congressman Jim Jordan. Never mind the failure that is Merrick Garland and the radical leftist that he is. If you make the determination that because parents get loud, they're not allowed to speak, that is the lack of civility that means a society cannot go on. Which is why I say these school board members can resign. But you'll note, nowhere did I say that these school board members should be attacked, threatened, abused. I don't believe in any of that. But if you tell me I can't raise my voice, well, then you're too special of a flower to be on the school board. You gotta go. That's all. That's all there is. Matt Gates shouldn't get death threats, and I, I haven't seen the specific thing that he's, he's referring to. School board members shouldn't be threatened. Members of the squad or people on the political left or the political right shouldn't get death threats. It's nonsense, and it keeps us from more valuable, important things because when the death threats go out, They're able to then retreat to, we need special protections. They shouldn't be allowed to do this. We have to curtail your rights. We have to protect this one. And you get a weaker, worse society. Civility is not about liking people. It's not even about caring about people. It's about recognizing that there have to be rules for the road. Without the rules, we are lost. We are doomed. Without the recognition that free speech matters most, even for people you don't like, and they're allowed to speak, what society do we have? The answer is we have none. We have none. Do we think that a member of Congress is somehow more valuable or more important than Dave Chappelle? I don't think so. Let me make it a little more personal. Should anybody be allowed to tell me what I can and cannot say on the air? Any outside group, any outside force, any inside group or inside force? 
I'm hired to do a job. And outside of seven dirty words and pushing acts of violence, I'm allowed to engage. We all are, and we have to. The civility thing is a big deal. And we are losing the ability to engage it. I'm Tony Katz.